The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. Fight! Another episode of the Salumas Podcast. This is Kalu. This is Chris. This is Mark Twain. And uh, that's it. Feels so natural just having him say this is Mark Twain and just like <laughs> it not even totally to does not feel natural. Kalu over here smiling. I a, am. A super I am. uncomfortable, <laughs> strong smiling. Like, uh, <laughs> I can feel the kinetic energy coming I can feel, off. Of yeah, well, I can just feel the empire growing. That's, <laughs> that's what I can feel. But uh, before we go into what we want to talk about, has everyone's weekend or weekend been or whatever? Man, mine's been dope. I've been busy as hell, but I also, what I like to do, you know, my methodology is just fucking knock it out, like do all the work at once and then sit back and just veg and admire what I've done. Yeah. I don't have to be busy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You tend to be Mr. Busy Hands a Mm -hmm. little bit more than I am, but I'll be like, uh, you know what? Job well done, Chris. T- yeah. Time to fucking chill. Yeah. So I knocked a bunch of shit out, helped a friend move, um, did some organizing around my girlfriend's house yeah. and shit like that. And, uh, like Mari Kondo kind of stuff? or I, You know, I don't understand why you would even question the degree of feng shui my shit stays. Like, uh. consistently I'm feng shui as well. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it ain't like, it's not like... Marie Kondo. Huh? It's like Chris Kilgore. Chris Kilgore. Uh, which actually sounds like some dope shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it some is. designer it stuff. Yeah, yeah, my house might smell I, I like... Would, I would like, use some Kilbourne drapes. Hey, <laughs> Kilbourne drapes. Look, that's a maneuver that I be pulling sometimes. But if you go into, if you, oh if you go into my, my abode, it's, it's laid out in a, a copacetic manner. Yeah. All right. But I digress. That ain't really what was going on. We were just... Busy, busy, and then I got to chill, and pretty much same shit today. That's what's up. What about you, Mark? Uh, me, same thing, man. I had a great week. Had a Mark Twain kind of week where yeah. I had a breakthrough on something that I'm sure I've been working on at least eight weeks, something yeah. technical, Yeah, you know, trying to figure out how this is done, how do mm-hmm. modern, how does this particular technology stack do what it does, and reverse engineering and custom doing it, and I got it working, and Ball's rolling, so I'm talking shit again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's, that's really fun. And yeah, the project's moving along and stuff like that. Awesome, so, awesome. Great work week. By you, man. I've just been all over Kentucky, a lot of driving. Sales have been good, uh, but yeah, a lot of driving, talking with customers, doing a lot of troubleshooting, stuff like that. I had to put on my um, SharePoint admin hat. For a while, and I did. I like truthfully, I don't have much experience in SharePoint. Trouble three sixty five is dope. Yeah, so is Google. So I was just googling everything. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I was just like, as I'm working on stuff, I have just like my phone and you know my laptop, and I'm just like, all right, how do I do this? Yeah, man. And then as I start figuring stuff out, I'm like, what the fuck? 
This is easy. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes y'all be discussing shit, and I feel like it's like two adults talking, and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like over here looking at the ingredients <laughs> on, the, on the box of cereal now. Yeah, man. You, you, <laughs> when Kalu brings that stuff up, it does light light a fire. We're y'all gonna have to find over a way speaking Klingon to get it and balanced I'm... out because I wanna, I wanna, yeah, I be yeah. wanting to talk about that stuff. Well, yeah. the 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 it's just it was exciting to me because you already know where I stand. It, that's not a part of the technology realm that I really care to be in anymore. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. I like to be on the proactive side. I like the strategic part, product development, that kind of stuff, you know? And so it was very different being, it was almost a little fun because I was like, oh, this is, I got that feeling back of like going and trying to fix a problem and Well, if you're moved by it, that's what makes it so uh, uh, powerful to uh, to the to today's topic point. Um, yes. Everyone being an expert. Man, sometimes that's really valuable. I wish mm-hmm. I had a PM like that that mm-hmm. wasn't purely product. Yeah. That wasn't purely a finance person. They like to dig and they like yeah, to explore. Yeah, because it, it can be challenging, yeah. man. It can yeah. be challenging sometimes when they don't know how to prioritize or why they should trust in you, mm-hmm. the technical expert, you know? Yep. And I got an ego, so I can't help but take it the wrong yeah. way. And it becomes challenging, you know? So. Uh, it's. I think it could benefit you in the right environment that you you know you appreciate the mm-hmm. technology enough that you get it motivated by it or yeah. moved in some way or something. Yeah. So to to piggyback on that, yes, our topic for today is, or I'm wanting to call this episode "Everyone's an Expert," and so uh, we were all trying to discuss um, where we were wanting to take it, and so the way that I kind of think about this whole mindset of everyone being an expert is that. In this day and age, with as much information or at least access to information, good or bad, that's out there, we can essentially put ourselves in the mindset that we know everything because we can research or Google or anything like that. And so I would think that the people that are in the toughest position in terms of um, this mindset are the actual experts, like the people who might have gone to school or the people who might have had the experience or all this kind of stuff. I think that those people are put in a bad position because someone can just say that they Googled something a bunch. And in this age of social media, when people get into arguments or when people get on forums and they're talking a bunch of stuff, they can really play the part, and I'm doing my air quotes, because they have the ability to look stuff up. And so my hope today is that we kind of figure out, like, where does that come from? And one of the things you had said before we started recording is, like, essentially us defining what it means to learn and and sort of going from there. Like, how do you become an expert? Or yep. are you – is is your expertise like validated if you've done if you have if you did the Google searches and all that kind of right. stuff? You I see think, what I mean? I think um, that I might be lucky. I'm not sure I could be wrong because mm-hmm. I encounter people that are certainly more effective than me at different things. But I might have gotten lucky in that the way I came to before I was a professional, I was very very good at thinking. I was very absorbed in philosophy way even before I met you. Mm-hmm. And the way I got introduced into thinking made me have a different perspective on what thinking is, on what learning is, you know? So I think that that helps a lot. So I can see multiple combinations of different kinds of thinkers in mm-hmm. people, almost like different personalities. And so I don't know, that's a that's an interesting question. But I think for me, it's always whomever has realize the limits of that organ 
are the, are the is the person that is that's not necessarily most effective, but I think is capable of approaching expertise. Just say, like say that one more time. When whomever you realize, realize the yeah, limitations of your mind, ah. limitation of your brain. If you can think of the brain like every other organ and know what the products and byproducts of it are, then when I observe those people, those people seem to be the most available to become experts, whether they have expertise or not. Because sometimes you'll encounter a person with that sort of realization, but they're just not that interested in intellectual pursuits or they don't work in a, or operate in a space that requires a lot of mental rigor. You know what or I mean? they may be the other end of the spectrum where it's like that the stereotypical mad scientist shit. Like yes. ge- genius is coupled with madness. Yes, that's mm. right. That's right. I've seen people. I, I realized this back in, um, remember Napster? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I remember Napster. Bro, I, remember, I still well, got, I I got say, MP3s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you remember Sean Fanning? Was Fanning the name? I think Who, it was Who's it? Fanning. Was that yeah, the name? owner? The creator? Yeah. Creator, yeah. Uh, I Timberlake played him in, in a social media. Really? Think, yeah, Timberlake played him in. Oh, in, in that in that uh, movie in, that, in the uh, social the Facebook network. Yeah, social, social network. network. Yeah. Well, I remember something romantic about me going to Landwehr every year back then and learning that he was like a football jock. It's something about that my ego it let me down. I was like, really? what? He's like my brother. He's one of them. What I end up learning, go to Landwehr and everyone who won the tournaments, the Starcraft, the Quake tournaments, the uh, the what's the zero go. Uh, uh, CSGO. CSGO. The ones that won the Counter-Strike tournaments. They were not ultra nerds like some of my buddies. They were not ultra technical like me. They were something way more balanced. Most of them just kind of happened to play, Mm -hmm. had good reflexes, and they all had a a sports or athletic background. Why did they have that in common? And did you know Mm -hmm. that, and this is an interesting little factoid, there is a correlation between people that have Tourette's syndrome and being monsters at video games. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, because it's my understanding that it increases your reaction time. Well, if they can take advantage of whatever makes the... And it, it helps motherfuckers yeah. focus, I yeah. would imagine, because well, I've seen like uh, uh, there was a video where a gentleman had uh, a very severe case of Tourette's, but he would play the unholy shit out of the drums, yeah, and it would ease that shit. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Fanning, I remember Fanning saying that when developing Napster, he knew he was onto something. He sat down on the floor of mm-hmm. his uncle's bar. His uncle had a bar, and his, yeah. you know, he's in that stage in college where he didn't know if he was going to finish. So the parents were mad at him, and you can't come back home. So he would sit down and develop Napster on a bar, and it's always like that. They don't have the super space age setup that I do with every tool available to me, every license software, and can't concentrate for thirty minutes. You know, and what I think it is is something about people who learn the rigor of discipline, learn what discipline is. Yeah. And then they become capable of doing whatever learning, I'm doing air quotes, Mm -hmm. is. I think those people are always the ones who approach expertise if they want to. So So I think that's where the answer is at in some way. So there's almost like, there's almost an objectivity element built into being a genuine expert. It it is. And it comes from uh, whatever mechanism you have for managing limitations. I'd say it and say trying it that to remove way. the self from the assessment. Well, the subjectivity, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah, because that's the thing that doesn't run out of energy, but it doesn't matter. What 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 Naruto and Sasuke and those guys have to do? They gotta <laughs> go awesome. find. They gotta go find the ninja that's just a little bit stronger than them. 
because they got to almost die, then they'll get stronger. Yeah. Same with Goku and them. So you got to be a little bit choosy about that. You know, they know not to go up against the, somehow they know that about the limits of their own body mm -hmm. in order to get it to level up. You got to push it all the way to just this special little space. Yeah. And you got to do that repeatedly. So that takes discipline. So you don't underdo it or overdo it. And people I noticed that are, I don't know, really good at stuff, they always surprise me how they're not, I don't know, they're not that romantically abstract. You know, they just have yeah. a method that's really pragmatic and it works. Mm -hmm. So why is it, though, that those people seem to get, if you want to call it like invalidated, whenever Joe Blow walks up and he's just looked up a couple things, he has a couple notes here and there, we, yo, and I, they can just talk about it probably better than they I, honestly, I think that by virtue of exactly what Mark is talking about, mm -hmm. I, I don't think it fosters a rock star element, a, yeah. a really super marketable element to society. So somebody with some modicum of knowledge mm -hmm. and some modicum of like credibility, I guess you could say, on the topic could quite easily influence way more people just because yes. they have way more charisma and, yeah. and more followers and more reach. Yeah, you, you remember that... what Rick Sh Sanchez said about it? No. You know who Rick Sanchez is? I'm trying to Rick remember. Rick and Morty? From Rick and Morty? Oh, no. no Rick... Kalu, you don't watch it? Oh, sorry. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Look, I'm so sorry. You can wear slacks here. <laughs> but you gotta watch Rick and Morty occasionally. Okay, fine. Motherfucker. Mark's about to play something. <laughs> you know it. Rick Sanchez um, said about popular people why popular people are dumb. Um, I can't find the quote in time, but he was effectively saying, and this is me, my interpretation of it. Again, things that we consume or experience, we ex consume experience first at the level of our sensibilities, mm -hmm. and you can get past everything if you satisfy that first level of human sensibilities. And sure. that's just like what Trump does or whatever. You don't have to be anything after that. If you can appease my sensibilities right away, and you can do that Disarm. cleverly. Disarm, yeah, yeah, everything, you can sell the rest of it to me. So what ends up happening is the more popular someone is, the more likely they are to be kind of dumb and silly, just like actors. Whenever you get behind them mm -hmm. off the screen, they're all weird and stupid because they're, you don't know what that's not a person, yeah. it's a person that pretends to be someone else, and they're extremely char charismatic and they know how to project that charisma. Well, we can't help for whatever reason, some part of our mind, we take that to mean more validation than it should across yeah. the board. Now, you're talking about why a person who is quote unquote an expert gets uh, dismissed or something. I'm not sure that's what my experience has been. My, mine have been the other people that gets, get, gets dismissed. I was describing the people that are effective. Mm. You know what I mean? They're not the ones that are most, I guess, intellectually or imaginatively impressive to me, mm -hmm. but it's those who are most successful in a space. They're, they always surprise me. You well, I, I, mean? okay. I think of people like the, and you hear them in the news, the political expert or the climate change expert. Yes. Like all those kind of people who might have done a lot of schooling and might have done a lot of studying, but why are people like, and I'm not trying to make this a climate change discussion, but like, why do they get thrown in the oh, trash? Oh, like, I see. Do you see I, what I mean? Yeah, I think well, Chris it, was it, describing that earlier. It, and I think yeah. part of it is what constitutes an expert. Like really yes. on a meaningful like macro level, like we could, we could dissect it all we want to, but 
to the general public what constitutes an expert. What what passes bar for the average citizen when it comes to expertise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and does the average citizen have any desire to assign trust in a so-called expert to fucking begin with? Yeah. And, and where does that come from? Yeah. I, the point I'm trying to get at is going back to what you were talking about last week about individualism. Yep. I think that this fostering of of just blind, empowered individualism is a big component of why everybody thinks they're a fucking expert. Because, yes, we do have... The totality of human knowledge at our fingertips. Yes. Everybody does. And, mm-hmm. and most everybody has some understanding of that to yeah. some degree. They're like, well, fuck, I can just look it up, like yeah. you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if we're talking about something tangible, I, I, I think that like on a day-to-day thing, there aren't really people uh, sitting online or in in groups griping about whether uh, auto technicians are experts at maintenancing vehicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what, is, what are the areas that are called into question mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. what I want to know. What, what would you consider, what would you all consider areas that are deliberately being targeted by whomever mm-hmm. for the public to be like, fuck you, I... You, I, I feel like say? it's the it's it, it's definitely happening in the um, like I said the climate change talk. Okay. Those people are getting told it's the political part. Like if you don't if you just don't if you simply don't agree with what they're saying, then they'll be like, "No, you're full of shit." Okay. Like so, if you see so, these, if you see like the, and they'll call it like the statistical experts is what they've said. So yeah. some of these guys will you know when when you look up like election predictions and stuff, these are people who somehow are really good at stats. And they're good at numbers, and they can notice patterns, and they can see all this other stuff. And so when you – like I was going through and checking the election predictions for different things. But one of the things they said was that like judging by the numbers and all this other kind of stuff, they predict – Oh, sorry. My mic is acting weird. Okay, it stopped. Fuck. It's still going. Damn, Lulu. Sorry. I think it stopped. Okay. So Blue got a fancy microphone too. Well, they they predict like a they predict Donald Trump would win the presidency in 2020. Yeah, but like because it's not something that a lot of people like to hear or see, they okay. just get discounted as bullshit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's because yeah, okay. I, I, now I see what you're talking about. I'm glad because I didn't know if what we were contributing was in line as a proper. No, I think it's totally the kind line. of expertise you're talking about. But I think it's kind of. Yeah, I think it's related to to what's been what's been said. I'm not sure people again have the capacity because as uh, Chris just said a moment ago, I don't think people have the capacity to do the full amount of work even in a single setting that that expert will have done and because it requires increasing degrees of suspending your subjectivity and yourself, all that you identify with, your kind of gut and your emotions. Mm-hmm. Your some, identity, man. Yeah, 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 yeah like your identity. Is. Yeah, it's really impersonal. And therefore, I think it's a, no one likes to feel that naked or, or vulnerable, that transparent. So when an expert hits you with a lot of rational uh, fact, it's just a turn You get off. defensive. Yeah, yeah, and your mind turns right off from that. That's, just, and that's it, the most dangerous thing, though. It's, it's, well, you said as that, it should. Yeah, as it should, because those experts are, again, 
um, to the other uh, potential topic that you brought up, there is no such thing as objectivity or individualism for human beings. Hmm. And we live in a culture that has valued and protracted those two things as if they're a reality. And it makes us crazy because we happen to be wrong about that. Hmm. It works if, if you're trying to rationalize doing something irrational, like genocide. Yeah. It works if you're trying to rationalize doing something crazy, like going across the planet and you don't know what's out there to make a new world for yourself. But it doesn't scale well when you have full dominion of your environment and you can create your own reality. It doesn't scale well. It's it's uh, built in what you call it diminishing return yeah. on that because it happens to be empirically or whatever false. It's just the universe doesn't work that way. And I don't know why we have to keep um, banging our heads on it. You can count, as uh, as uh, the Swami Prabhupada says, you can count and measure and add things all you want yeah. in science. It has nothing to do with whether or not we will desalinate water and make sure everyone has fresh water. Yeah. Why can't you count your way out of these human problems? Hmm. You know, why can't the expert statistic their way out of it? Because uh, obviously there's another element to how people are hum uh, motivated and how they work. So, the, so they just rational. don't give a fuck and that's why. Or, or, Who, the or expert, they you mean? The expert. No, 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 no. They are indulging in the primary limitation of the human mind. Hmm. And that's its objectivity. It's good if I'm trying to throw this spear and catch that deer. After that, it's no good. You can count and add and categorize all you want. That is not how you get people to vote the right way or yeah. to you know be more mindful of each other and the experts to me have a diminishing effect by indulging in that one particular uh faculty that they have yeah. we all have that faculty some of them are better i run into it all the time online there's even a word for this i can never look it up but you know there's a there's a terminology now for people that um compulsively correct grammar and stuff I say grammar Nazis, but yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a there's a clinical thing for it now, really, and it's old too. It's been around before the internet. I just didn't know it, but but I was like, that's exactly it. You live in a world where you think you've convinced yourself that that shit matters, and as mealy mouth as I can be, you don't hear a dangling modifier right now. Do you hear a semicolon or a colon? So that means in most places it's stupid as fuck. So what what's wrong with you that you've ordered yourself? to this instruction on how to communicate such that on the internet. It's because you, I think highly of myself, Mark. No, no. That's why. I, I have to ask people all the time in, in threads, how did you have the energy to, to do that? Your mind must not be your own. You mean that stinking mothball smelling third grade language arts teacher is still in your head? You can't. You read something online, and when I read it, I hear Kilborn's voice. I hear his silliness. <laughs> I hear the way he structures things, yeah. and none of the punctuation matters because I'm reading the thing that Chris just posts. When I read yours, I'm, I, I play your voice in my head. I have the imagination to do that. I don't read it like it's a robot and say, well, I lost the whole meaning of the context. I have one of my loved ones does that. Yeah. I misspelled one thing in a paragraph. Not only does she need to correct that, but she loses the entire context of what was said. I think that's a limitation in the mind of the person that's a language Nazi. You see what mm. I mean? Because language is about communication. It doesn't matter if I write you three perfectly structured paragraphs or I say, yeah, I mean? Yeah. I can say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to my brother and he got all of it. Yeah. You see what I mean? Well, mm -hmm. even Which, the who, idea of proper yeah. English in general is this elitist 
and honestly, yeah, like stupid. Eurocentric bullshit. Oh man, yeah. it certainly manifests itself that way, hasn't it? I've never seen the English language use. It's funny. The best use of the English language I know of since the 16th century has been to exploit and and uh, take advantage of yeah. people. You remember what Jaiman Hussan was saying in Amistad, that favorite, that famous scene? Which, when, which when part? Give, give us, yeah, us free. Yeah. And he was yeah. pissed off. You remember why he yes. was pissed off? Yes. No, I don't remember why he, he was, was pissed, pissed off. off because the marshal, whoever the white guy was, was like, hey, look, things are looking good. We're going to go give this to the leader of the colony and he should let y'all go next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And Jaiman didn't understand language that was conditioned like that. He was like, what do you mean should? Because the white dude was mad because he interpreted him. He's like, I never said you'd be set free. He said, you might be. He was like, how does anything, it's a brilliantly mm -hmm. poetic moment. He's like, how does anything get accomplished in your world if every statement has no fidelity? Hence why we get called infidels, but I won't get into that either. Yeah. We have there's no meaning in our words. They're all just nebulous. Because the word should has no meaning. It just means maybe so. It doesn't mean anything. Why even say it? You would be better off in just saying no, wouldn't you? And hmm. did you know in Northwest Africa they have something, I can't pronounce it, but it's called clear talk. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a certain one of those sub-dialects mm -hmm. that was born out of all those different tribes and stuff in Nigeria, and they they like it's like, just like we have language um, rules and regulations, mm -hmm. like conditional words and stuff are not allowed. Like yeah. it, it, the, the sentence isn't valid if it's like, hey man, I might be able to help you get your uh, yeah. alternate. It's a yes or no. The, it's yeah, like it's you straight. Say, and they yeah, call it clear talk. Yeah. It's called clear talk. It's something like, it's another word, true talk or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it was born out of that, out of colonization, out of literally being tricked because of, uh, because of language. Why am I saying all this? Well, to me... Communication for human beings is, is a little bit creative. It's a subjective thing. So if you order yourself to one particular method of thinking, and it, I, I seem like it would limit the results you would get. seems like it to me. And when I see an expert, like Bill Nye is one that gets on my nerves. I yeah. know he's no expert, but like, you know, he's a science communicator. Yeah. You know, he's always talking, talking that mess. I'm like, all right, desalinate water or shut up. Mm -hmm. It's funny. All that brain power, you can't desalinate water. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the stuff that Tesla's doing is amazing cars, and all you can do is make a fucking Hot Wheel. I'm not that <laughs> impressed with what I see associated with so-called experts, and I think the but the, that's the within your world. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think you're you're making the thing you're making the the, the statement of why people don't respect or uh consider, so are you saying that yeah. they they who cares if they do or don't like are you saying that they shouldn't have to respect experts i'm saying i don't see why an expert anyone would expect them to i don't see why you would yeah. want to be an expert in an age where any everyone is gunning to invalidate well, you but that's the that's thing the, it that's the thing is again subjectively there are a limitless number of definitions for what constitutes an expert, okay? Yeah. And let's be real. Motherfuckers that are really super hip, very capable individuals, know what's in their best interest, their mutual, their shared best interest mm -hmm. amongst elites. And this, I don't even think this is uber conspiratorial, for real. I think it's just an understanding that the upper, upper echelon of society really they don't even adhere to society, I right, guess, right. but um, would understand implicitly without having meetings what is in one another's best interest. Yeah. 
in the same way, and I'm not going to name anything specific, in the same way that techno- technology is not released as it is developed. No. Shit is staggered like a motherfucker yeah. because it's marketing. There's yeah. a huge But usually financial- technology that gets released is roughly two years old. Yeah, and it's there's a, that financial bottom line, that, that the yeah. financial component. So you're you're staggering technology, so you're adhering to this the capitalist system. The the incentive is to make money. The the incentive is not to press technology to its absolute fucking pinnacle. Like th- that's not what's going to make the most money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And empowering the individual through well, any number of reasons, whatever reason it is, is not going to make financial sense. De- mm. Making f- fresh water for everybody on the planet mm-hmm. is yeah. just going to create more competition. So and and that is that is not something that's people don't have to sit in a fucking room yeah. and have meetings to talk about that shit mm-hmm. to understand that there is no financial or or really like uh, overreaching benefit sure. for the powers that be to facilitate that for yeah. for any of us. What's the population well, of planet Earth right now? 7. Point, almost like 7.8 billion, I think. 7.8 billion people. Yeah. And and again, there's no reason why we all can't party on this planet for real. Yeah. But we can't in the same context that we have been doing. Yeah. Yeah, and man. and and again, this is going back to the expertise thing. Mm-hmm. You you brought up climate change and there's a, a near consensus in the scientific community that climate change has an enormous man-made component and it's accelerated since the industrial revolution it's fucking accelerated at an alarming fucking rate yes the earth does warm and cool naturally as well mm-hmm. but really when we talk about expertise and who's right and who's wrong and who's worth listening to on things it isn't just this one or the other type of thing. There are active bids by big business to keep people uninformed. Yeah. That's, okay. And that's not even a reach. So, okay. I want to I want to rewind or for sick, a second. Or or struggling. Sure. I want to rewind for a second. So one of the things that you had mentioned was that um you who like, huh? Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry, Chris mm-hmm. had mentioned is when you were talking about like innovation and how when we said that things around two years old, roughly, whenever they launched. So, like, and it made me, I was going to tell you that everything that, the reason why companies launch things, and I learned this from being in product development, is that you put, you have to put your your customer base or just society in general on a little bit of a bell curve. And so there's a there's something called the the law of diffusion of innovation, um, I learned that from like Simon Sinek like a long time ago in one of his like find your why things. So if you were to put society, oh, you mean Captain Fucking Obvious? Uh, Captain, he's like John Madden of like of like. I know leadership. he's dope or whatever, but I'm like, huh? Right, I'm like John Madden. Again, I say John Madden if I was, because if I was a bedhead looking handsome white guy, I guess I could say this. Shit's obvious <laughs> to me. Just take care of your people. So You're I'm, like I'm million like, bucks all right, sold. All right, but. But Sorry. if you, if you do yeah, look at like the law of the innovation, uh, law of diffusion of innovation, like you, it is d- divided in separate parts, right? So uh-huh. the like the reason why no one buys b- 
brand new shit is because it's scary to buy brand new shit. And typically, the brand new shit is super expensive. So, like, when you, whenever you put people on that bell curve, you have the, the small small group, which is called the innovators. Those are the people that will buy that. But how many people do you know will buy some brand new shit just because it, like, it's the newest thing? Even if it's, like, desalinization, they'd still be scared of it mm-hmm. because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then you move on to the next group. That's the early adopters. After that, you have the early majority that's when it's kind of like you know a year old or so, and people start buying into it. Then you have the late majority, and that's that. That's that two year mark, in my opinion, where people start buying stuff, and then they already have some new shit that's probably better, but they may not release it until that late majority or early majority gets it. But when you look at that bell curve, it's already at its highest point. So that's like the most amount of people are going to get it. I just don't want you to think that. I don't want our listeners to maybe think that. That it, it is some kind of a ploy. Yes, they want to make the most of, amount of money, but I think that there are companies out there who tried to play that game of launching some shit that was brand new, not 100% tested, and they failed miserably because no, not because it was bad, but because people were just scared of it. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? No, it, it, and I get that. My point is more of a divergent concept. It's less about the, I guess what makes sense as far as diffusing technology into society because that does, that makes total sense that the average cat isn't going to just be like jump from, because you don't get a new phone just every single time some shit comes out. So I'm not going to jump from my old raggedy ass phone to the most badass shit. Mm -hmm. It's totally fucking different. I get that. My point is that as innovation fucking occurs, meaningful, enormous strides in human innovation occurs, we've now reached a point as a species, as as a global community, where those that control sensitive information and access to potentially dangerous or sensitive technology would understand that it wouldn't necessarily make sense for them to uh to make it uh available to the general public again when you talk about uh death rates birth rates what we got going on right now Mm -hmm. let's let's be real like we have the ability to prevent millions and millions and millions of deaths a year I have a feeling we can prevent cancer right now. Oh yeah, I have yeah, a well, I have a feeling. I, that it's I would there. imagine, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a lot of shit like that. There's a reason why that they don't build washing machines that last for two generations anymore because a motherfucker it it don't break and then you don't make the company doesn't make yeah. any more money off of you. You saw that light bulb? Uh, it's in California. Oh yeah, that has never that, that's fucking, never burned out. Have you seen that? Nah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, since it's, like 1902 or yeah, it's over shit. over a hundred years. This, I, yeah, it is over a hundred years. This light bulb has been on, and like they had invented it like a long ass time ago, but because oh, it I've wouldn't sell, you know, like they're oh, like, yeah. well, we I can't do, you yeah. know, and that was an expert essentially getting told like, hey, this expert, I I feel like the expert mm-hmm. had the best intentions. But maybe another expert, what some you kind mean, of a the financial, one whose light bulb design didn't get shows no just this company who who like who made the perfect light bulb like the perfect light bulb put them out of business yeah the perfect light bulb would put them out of business or the perfect light bulb would put itself out of business because no one is going to be buying more 
Because you so, would only need so, one of them. Yeah, so the light bulb, the entire light bulb industry is a sham because it's an absolute sham. They they invented the perfect one and yeah. then that's all. Well, yeah, we yeah. know that's happened in a few industries. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and that and that's to my point is we have experts and expertise, but we also there's this inherent divide between the general public and a lot of experts. Yeah. You have to sift through what an expert is because an expert has to also be an expert and an activist on some level to want to come forward with information regarding shit that probably other individuals wouldn't want them to come forward with. And then there's a whole kooky element that's associated with that shit. Yeah, I'm glad you said kooky because I like to give that primeval analogy like I always do to see if we can simplify the moving parts and see how we would behave in, you know, a small village. The medicine man may have had schizophrenia. He may have had bipolar disease. He may have had some condition, but whatever it was, it was different enough that people recognized it and it gave gave that individual a little bit of insight. And so the village would sublimate that person's mm. contributions. Yeah. They would appreciate them. But if the expertise increases, because expertise is an exercise of the mind, and all exercises of the mind are self-isolating because mm-hmm. the mind is fragmented. The more time you spend developing it, the more you will isolate yourself. So if you go into a cave and really, really get to the bottom of something scientific or you figure out what Galileo did, mm-hmm. to me it, it's, it's exactly what should happen, that when you share it with the people... In an instant, you share all of that research and understanding. What you're also actually doing is funneling yourself into a corner because the average person is not using their mind in that way and for that reason. So expertise has that diminishing return on it. It's going to disconnect you from that's other human <clears throat> beings because that's only one portion of our faculties. Yes. And it's a, it's, a, it's a portion of our faculties that has a, a particular use, but it's a self-preserving use, yes. right? So let me tell you, this is something that I feel like I, I kind of suffer from at work. Yeah. So being that in my role, I'm the only one in that does what I do. Yep. I get called like when someone on the, the team will be like, oh, this is our cloud expert. I kind of hate hearing that. Yep. And like because of exactly what you said. Huh? Sound lame. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Pay, it pays the bills. So like they can like, but I feel like I get. I feel alienated because it's like, okay, now you've just kind of pigeonholed me. Do you see what I'm saying? And there's like, there's nowhere. And I truthfully, I feel kind of alone because yeah. when you, because it's almost like they will be talking to someone and then the communication stops after they said, here's our cloud expert or here's our SAS expert yeah. or here's our email expert or web expert or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, no one wants to learn anything. It's just turned over to them. Yep. Cool, you handle it. And like it all the time. That's that like that is one thing that I miss about being surrounded by people who mm-hmm. who are just not even experts, but we're all fucking hungry to just yes. learn something. You know yes. what I'm saying? And like the the knowledge, it's like you it's it's it works to you. You're at a disadvantage if there's an expert in there. Do you see what I'm saying? Because that person's alone and that person doesn't have anyone and that person becomes like this focal point of knowledge, whereas it in my opinion, should be like every, that should, person should be trying to make sure everyone is on the same level so you can solve yeah, much bigger it, problems. It's, it's, it's exhausting, man. I'm dealing with it right now 
when I spoke at uh, earlier about having that breakthrough, yeah. it was solving something technical that it's being done all around us. Mm-hmm. Companies and software developers are doing it all the time. We don't have that internal co- competency at my company. We don't have anyone else how to do it. I know how it should be done, but it's just me. So I have to go after it myself. It took me two months to figure out this one little thing. And the big fights have been about them being impatient. And I want to scream. How dare you be impatient when you have no idea of what it takes to do this? It's like, I want to build a garage. I've never built one. I can't find anyone who knows how to build one, but I see garages everywhere. Mm. Then comes along around this guy's like, yeah, I know how garages are built. Look, it's my first one building. It's going to take me a while because I've, I've never built one before, but I know how they're built. Then you're like, what's taking you so long building the garage? Yeah. How do you know it doesn't take 10 years to build one if you've never seen one built and you can't find anyone to build one? Mm-hmm. You know, How dare you have, but that's how short-sighted people are because the, the, the room, the ninth and 10th bedroom in your mind that you have to enter into to arrive at that level of expertise that, that we enjoy in some of our brilliant, more celebrated people, mm-hmm. it is simultaneously isolating. Yeah. That's the cost of it. So w- when you see people like relationship experts, what do you guys, I, I see, if you can see Chris's face, he's just cringing, <laughs> but there's tons of people on there in the fitness industry. There's fitness experts. There's all yeah. sorts of people who have the solution to help you get trained, help you do this, that, and the other. And, and just playing devil's advocate because we love Tyler Young. What makes him an expert? Well, Do you see what I'm saying? But that's and that's the thing is that they're. I love you, Tyler. Birds and bats both developed the ability to fly through very different evolutionary paths. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's that fucking simple. Like legit, if you look at even something the little microcosm of the powerlifting community, there is not uniformity when it comes to like methodology, you know, set set ranges, rep ranges, sure. days a week, what to work, what days, what to work together. There's what to not, eat. There's, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. not uniformity. Some people swear by this. Some people swear by that. Now, is is there an element of expertise by through expertise in action, through, through illustrating okay, I, I do this and this is the outcome. That is a different type of expertise, in my opinion, altogether. Hmm. You know, and, and again, that that's more to my point that I, was, I tried to make very messily earlier is that even within pretty much any given field, I think that there's that, uh, what is it, convergent evolution mm-hmm. where people could be very different, have different psychologies, different upbringings, everything, and come to pretty much the same point from a utilitarian standpoint, you know, yeah. whether it be professionally or, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things as far as a, a pillar of society, whatever you want to fucking call it, uh, how we assign expertise is, I think, the larger element and the more meaningful element because Mark brought up something that was very important is that really the workhorses, I feel like, the motherfuckers that are in these fields mm-hmm. that are that are the backbone of the shit reside in that area where it's just like, you know, I know 
again, the limitations of the human mind. I need to separate myself from what I'm doing to mm-hmm. try and get as pure of a product out of this. Th- those who articulate that and celebrate that articulation and communicating of that dichotomy, like I like to think I do, mm-hmm. those are what I would award the title expert to. But right. at, those are not the best at it. I am not the best at my field, but I know exactly why the guys who are the best are the best. The yeah. guys whose GitHubs I download and copy-paste mm-hmm. their brilliant code, I'm like, holy shit. And when you finally run them down and catch them at a computer convention or something, they're not interested in money. They don't want the attention. They're just like, yeah, that one module I wrote, dude, I got to fix it later. Yeah. They're obsessed with that. There's a difference between you know getting really, really good at something and being able to communicate it and it's a little bit subjective, like Chris has been saying, on what an expert is. You guys have heard my, my Nintendo story about uh, the NES. Everybody got NESs in, like, 1989. I, have, I don't know if I've but heard that story. You're pretty young, but whenever people do that thing to me, like, call me an expert about something, I'm like, no way. I'm still blowing in the Nintendo cartridge. Yeah. Because everyone can remember, everyone our age can mm-hmm. remember... Everyone got Nintendos all of a sudden. I don't even know how people where we were from afforded those things. They're fucking expensive. Yeah, they but were. But everyone had them, and you were sloshing through the snow because you had this cartridge, and your homie had Super Mario mm-hmm. 3, and this dude had Ninja Turtles, and you're going to trade. Paperboy. Mm. Po- oh, dog. Paperboy. That game was fire, We man. all had Nintendos. But check this out. We all also had these very superstitious ways of maintaining the Nintendo. Do you remember? Oh, the God, yeah, that's like, true. I had my methods. And you would blow in it? Yeah. You and would it says on yeah. it not to blow in yep. it. Does it? Yeah. Yep. And you would bang it on. Do you ever see the one where yep. people banged it on their knee? Yep. We banged the Nintendo yeah, yeah. cartridge on our well, you thigh. Know, and you slid it in and you locked it down. And then you yeah. can pop you it back like, up. Yeah. You do it like three or four yeah. times. Did you ever do the one where when you slid it in... You caught the edge of yep. the Nintendo and crushed it. it in yeah. there instead yeah. of putting it in cleanly. That shit was so violent and stupid. Why were we doing that? I'm telling you why. Because for same primeval reasons, we probably had all kinds of superstitious rituals on how to start a bonfire. We didn't quite understand the science, but following the superstitious ritual worked often enough that it gave us confidence that this is the way to do it. I remember going across. Do you remember the gnarly tree that Dr. Gross tree? talks about how religion started? It sounds when, like the same when, when, we went, thing. when I went across the, the the way to my friend's house, I'm not going to say his name because he might want to. He lived in Bent Tree. We thought that was rich. We were like, man, he had a big mansion. Yeah. And it was time to play Nintendo. There's a series of things that happened very differently at his house than what happened at my house. And this shaped had a lot to do with whether, like how I became a technologist mm-hmm. as a profession. First of all, his cool-ass dad, I didn't have a dad in the house. His cool-ass dad yeah. just hanging around the house making smoothies. I'd never seen a blender before. Yeah. He was mixing, he would just let us throw whatever we want in there, a candy bar. He had blended, and he would be giving, here you go, boys, give yeah. us blender. And we're just playing around. So, okay, we're going to play Nintendo. Then his dad reaches in the closet shelf and pulls down a plastic tote. I kid you not, I've never seen a plastic tote in my life. Yeah. A container with a top on it. He popped it up. Full of fucking games, yeah, isn't it? Got, got the, that's, not, that's not the cool part yet. Turned it upside down so it became the table. Yeah. Got the Nintendo out and hooked it up. So you, you got two hours, guys. I'd never heard of anyone who only had a limit to play the Nintendo. Yeah. His dad, you don't want anything to overheat and get hot. What's overheat? We play our Nintendos till we passed out. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> then after that, I almost said his name. Uh, uh, his dad got this real weird contraption down out of and poured some kind of clear liquid into it. 
out of the and put it in the Nintendo. It was a cleaning kit for the Nintendo. I had that, yeah, man. Okay, we didn't know that yeah. you had to clean that thing. Yeah, we didn't. What I'm what I'm getting what I'm getting at. There was when probably I pubic about hair and everything sucked <laughs> in that fan. Yeah. And what what makes expertise is I became so inspired by that experience that there is always more understanding from another perspective, like on the other side of the fence. Yeah. And I approach technology that way. And it makes me seem arrogant, but my thinking is a human like me somewhere had a special recipe and they created this thing. Somewhere in here, in my head, is the same potential. So what's to get stressed out about? It's just a machine. I'll just erase it and keep trying again until I figure it out. Because I never treated Nintendo the same way again after that. Really? And I never had a static because I realized what we were doing wrong. Yeah. Now, I was about 12 years old, man. I've been paying Nintendo since I was nine. Yeah. So it was a lot of Nintendo before I encountered someone who, one, kept the Nintendo inside a plastic tote so dust didn't get in it. Didn't play the Nintendo too long so the heat, you know, when something gets hot, it's going to yep. draw more dust anyway. Mm -hmm. Didn't set it directly on the floor where the carpet was and had a thing for cleaning and maintaining the Nintendo. None of this shit did we know in the hood. And mm -hmm. all of us, our Nintendos got worse and worse and mm -hmm. worse and worse. And blowing spit in it made the little... Copper contacts yep. get corroded, which mm -hmm. made it worse and worse and worse. We were, but we somehow thought that was going to help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how that relates to expertise is the individuals who realize at once the limitations of our minds and the limitations of our gut instincts following both of them are, I think, the ones that can explore something the best. Because mm -hmm. our guts was making our Nintendos, we, we kept them alive yeah. off of superstition. But it really wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, damn. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long tangent. No, no, no. no. It, it totally makes sense. Okay. But that's that's the thing is that we've brought up an issue that really the more you talk about, and I think you brought it up because everybody anymore feels like that they're not beholden to some fucking expert that holds a yeah. monopoly on the information. Yeah. And, that, and that's perfect the way you said that. And, and it's fostered and it correlates with anti-intellectualism yes, a whole yes, lot. It's yes. like it's like uh fuck an expert. I know just as I they might be book smart, but I'm common. I feel, got feel common it, sense. People feel accosted by it. And I'm in the technology field. Like I find myself saying this it's all the time. There's insecurity associated yeah, with it. I, I've been saying this since I was in college. When is it okay to be excellent? Yeah. I find myself asking that at work. Amongst nothing but Good, you know, really sharp technology people. When is it all right to be into, isn't that what we're here for? Mm -hmm. Because that's how sensitive people are to that, you know, yeah. to to information which comes from that portion of our mind, and which you, is And you isolated. know the other thing, too, that people will ask me, like I'm sure they ask you, like I'm sure they ask you for any for everything, that the things that we're good at. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, how, do you, how did you get good at that? They'll ask me that, and I'm just like, I just Googled it. You, like... Like well, I man, think that when when you label someone or or give someone that title of, of expert, you almost think that like they're on this completely other level. Like they had to do all sorts of crazy shit, and in reality, you could do the same thing if you actually wanted to. Well, and and something else that I thought of earlier is again with the convergent evolution thing. Think about some of the greatest boxers of all time. Very different fighting styles oh, amongst yeah. some of the great. We'll just look at heavyweights. Yeah, like think of Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. uh, Mike, Tyson, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Yeah, Joe Frazier. 
think about all these fighting styles. Mm-hmm. It, it, these are experts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, yep. they hold some of the most profound expertise within their field, yep. but very different entities, mm-hmm. very different methodologies to approach all this shit. Uh, I think that we are in a climate right now where, uh, at, at its rudiments, I think we have our egos pretty much stroked as much yes. as possible. We're empowered in the most belligerent-ass ways, we're given seeming access to it as well, Mm -hmm. which is a a key part of the equation because if you deny people access to the information, people tend to get asked questions, you know, get Mm -hmm. get a little bit up in arms about it. But if if they can't access it, they they will just as soon take face value on some shit. So we have experts at... Shitting on experts. We have people that are like, and again, we don't even have to make this shit political. How there is a near consensus in the scientific community about human climate change, Mm -hmm. but it's become a political fucking issue because there's money tied up in it. The one of the first questions that I asked, or it may have been the first question I asked when we started, is what areas are under attack when it comes directly because there there aren't people that are just like, yeah, fuck auto mechanics. They don't know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, there, there, there are certain areas of society that are deliberately targeted and their experts are deliberately undermined and certain skill sets are deliberately not taught. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's just pretty much, and again, I guess it is me going down the rabbit hole a little bit with my bullshit, but it's to keep our wings clipped. You know, you yeah. don't don't teach kids trig, teach kids statistics. Mm-hmm. That makes way more motherfucking sense. Statistics is how you quantifiably interpret social phenomena. Yeah, I feel that way about yeah. philosophy. Now it yeah. doesn't have it doesn't show up. Uh, there's no bid to. Uh, um, suppress philosophy because it doesn't really make money. Yeah, I can see why some other things do. You know, they want you want to keep people as consumers and things like that. But I'm bothered when I see how, um, to the point of anti-intellectualism, how much philosophy is left out because don't teach trig, treats uh, teach statistics. Statistics is much more useful. Yes, I would add to that. Teach p- kids how and why it's so difficult to count to a 100 with your checking account. Teach yeah. me why compounding, compounding interest is made to exploit my psychology. It looks like I can put something, five different things I want on five different credit cards because all I'm paying on it is $22 a month. Yeah. It looks like, teach me why that works mm-hmm. and why it is. So then I get a good, healthy gut. It goes from being a pragmatic understanding to a gut feeling about, oh, this is why how money works and why I can't catch it and why I can't buy things on impulse. Yeah. Because you can't catch the compounded interest. It's running away from you. Yeah, sure. Teach that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And philosophy helps in those kind of yep. things because you'll recognize the patterns. You know, there's one, there's one field where I believe where if you are an expert um it's known and i don't and i think that i don't want to say that it's like tested i I feel like people just get it there and and that that field in my opinion is combat 
Okay. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, if you. Yeah. And they tried to test that because someone who was told that they were the shit all the time. This is Conor McGregor. Told that he was all this stuff in MMA. I was and he's thinking Mattis. People. Mattis was the motherfucker that popped in my head. Well, you said like, combat. Well, I was like, really? Who's Mattis? General. General. General Mattis. Yeah. 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 He's former four star. Four, former Secretary yeah. of Defense. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, really good. but but he pieced I mean, out. Yeah, he's got. He, yeah, he he deuced out on the on being the um, was he CIA director? Is that what he was? Oh, he was he still Secretary of Defense when they? Yeah, I think that was what he, he pieced leave out that on. post. Yeah, he pieced out on okay. that post. But oh. he uh, he isn't he the one that's quoted uh, be uh, be courteous, be polite, but have a plan to kill everyone in the room. That sounds like Mattis, actually. He's, hey, he's no bullshit kind yeah, he, of person. I bet he's a cancer. What's he, his name? He did his uh, job. Uh, uh, just Google General Mattis. Like All right, just from that that comment right there. But uh, I think his first name is Stacy. <laughs> you stupid. It's not Stacy. But uh, I know some scary people named Stacy. Really, <laughs> they live in trailers. Actually, and literally shit. every they dude, have I, yeah. every dude I know named Stacy will throw hands. Yeah, dude, every real. dude I know named Stacy. But I was gonna say the expert when they took Conor McGregor, they they said, "Oh, you're so good, you're so good, you're an expert at fighting and all this kind of stuff." But they had him fight a boxing expert in boxing and got his ass, got beat his monkey ass whipped. Yeah, and I tell you what, I'm. I'm still on my conspiracy theory shit. I, I think Floyd carried him. Oh, he, he no, no, he carried yeah. him. He made yeah. it look good. He, he carried, did different he stuff. For money. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So that's not a yeah, that's not, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, not a thing. That. Everybody he knows. One hundred percent patty cake because he was boy. doing yeah. stuff that even I as a am- Floyd like a, doesn't do didn't a, do the stuff that he was doing. Like he said, right. Floyd does not go and try to knock you out. At, yeah, at, at like round like nine, he was yeah. trying to knock yeah. him out, and he leaned into that's yeah. a very known technique where he's showing Connor what it takes to carry a guy. Yeah, standing up, it's different mm-hmm. on the ground, but like Floyd was doing that thing where first round he was going low, low mm-hmm. and neutralizing Connor's really awkward uppercuts and stuff yep. that are dangerous as mm-hmm. fuck. And just easily showing him like all I got to do is stay focused right here, and mm-hmm. you can't do your little uppercut thing. Yeah, then he did that thing where. You see boxers where they put their head on yep. you like that. Till mm-hmm. I was like, Floyd's never done yeah. that shit. That's like, I was like, did they have a, like an agreement or something? Yeah. All right, man, let's go have some fun. Yeah, and I'll, I'll carry you a few rounds because it yeah. is obvious and to me. The yeah. same thing okay, happened so too. Whenever, every- whenever Floyd fought Pacquiao, like it was just like it just seemed like it just a carry of a fight. Yeah, but. You 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 knew that that's what happened, and they were like, "These are two experts." Because after the fight, yeah, Pac or, or Floyd leans into Pacquiao and goes, "We both made a whole lot of money today." Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, and it's just Absolutely. like, oh, okay. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. like that's, but that's the one sport, or that's one of the few think, realms huh. where if you're an expert, like, yeah, it's just known. Like, there's no yeah. one can tell you that you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's because what people understand make... combat. It's because yeah. the humans understand hu- fundamentally human, yes. understands so. combat, but not every human understands osmosis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that's so. True. I think you're right. Even if the combat's sophisticated, we still understand using my own body to yeah. kill yeah. another. Are you person. find yeah. yourself it's, like moving you, yeah, and like looking. Yeah. Oh, you can shit. translate. Yes. You can. You can relate to all the movements, even if you'll never be able to move that fast mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, I guess you're, I, I want you to, um, Kalu. I want. Because you you present the topic with uh, with the apparent advocacy on the side of experts being sort of discount. Like, what is what's your um, the other part of your concern or whatever that people maybe don't respect expertise yeah, as I they should, that, and it's I, dangerous that they don't. Yeah, so. I feel well, not so much that it's dangerous because 
I feel like, like anyone, if you start giving an expert a bunch of power and a bunch of reverence and all yeah. that kind of stuff, they you you face the risk of losing that hunger and you be, you turn into Bill Nye, who probably was a really and he's yeah. a very smart dude, but yeah. god damn it, everyone's gotten to his head now. Do you see what I'm saying? Definitely. Like he'll just walk on and like like not saying that he's right or wrong, but like he'll shit on some people about climate change or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, they need to be taught. They need to be explained. But so Ooh, many people that's have why gotten I think into his cabals head. get formed. As I got older, sure. I was like, you know, as soon as you become a man and you start to see that you gotta count on one hand how many real friends you got that you can relate to yeah. on the on your intellectual level and mm-hmm. stuff, whether you're into intellectualism or not, it, it might be watching the game. Yeah, it, it beca- you start to appreciate that more. As I got older, I started to say, man, this must be why groups are formed like that because mm-hmm. it's so tricky to gather more than two people together that can be. Can hold the line. Have like a coinciding agenda, yeah, at yes. least halfway. Complicated yeah. things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Now, I, I was even thinking, and maybe you all could shine some light on this shit, no pun intended, but like, is it possible that we are entering or already in some form of dark age? Like, because yeah. it historically, it's it's been a pattern of where we, ex, experts, mm-hmm. There's a oh, yeah. information is commodified. It's always been commodified, and we're in the information age. So think about how information is commodified and hoarded now. Mm-hmm. You can only we can't even fucking fathom, right? Is so, it hoarded so, though? Like, because I, I, I feel like it's brought to you. It's just up to you. It's up to you now about whether or not you want to take it as truth. Because it used to be that someone would tell you that the you know the the earth does this or this works this way but then now that you have so many different ways to access this information that it's like okay what's even real anymore but that's what i'm saying is that in action like mm. the the actual application okay, of okay. the information the individuals that are doing that that are associated with that they are hoarding it and i don't want to say weaponizing it but they're 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 putting in work with that shit right mm. The average, the deficit between human beings operating, doing gangster shit like that, and the average motherfucker that's just chilling, eating an ice cream sandwich in front of Junior Foods, has never been fucking greater. Yeah, that's true. The cutting edge of technology when people were making ballistas and fucking trebuchets and shit like that, and the motherfucker that's down here uh, bobbing Mm -hmm. for apples on the corner. Yeah. Not nearly as big of a difference, even mm-hmm. though you know they still constitute major, you know, technological advances and yeah. served a lot of purpose. But the the vast difference between people that are working on like the Large Hadron Collider and uh, m- motherfuckers don't even grasp sixth grade biology. Yeah, yeah. the average. American citizen yeah. would would probably fail sixth grade biology Man, tests and shit right what now. What do you think but the so, implications so, of that is? Well, that's the thing is is I, I'm I'm asking, do you think that we have entered a a dark age hmm. as far as information oh. is concerned? Because it has always happened. It's yeah. happened whereby few control most all resources and in turn interpret information and diffuse information. I think that to, you you have to take before you call it like a a dark age, 
I think that you have to have an understanding or maybe we need to meet at some point of like, what is, I keep going back in my head to like, what is a successful American? What is a American that's like making it, that's doing the right things, right? Because there are people who say you don't need the education. You don't need to go to college yep. because there are kids making millions of dollars doing slime but videos. that's my point, bro. Yep. My point has always been a call to mechanical solidarity over organic solidarity. Okay. And by saying dark ages, I'm right. really wanting to set up the notion of a renaissance, another renaissance mm-hmm. whereby individuals are not defined by specific characteristics like you you were like i'm an expert in this that's organic solidarity that's a precarious social system and it doesn't empower individuals yeah you being defined by your expertise is not a natural human condition oh man i I hope people listening know what you just said and 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 what you just replied on that's a really man that's a lot to think about and and, and, and i know exactly what you're talking about that's my point and 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 i think me using the term dark ages i wanted Mm-hmm. I want people to be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because it doesn't seem like it. It yeah. sure, it sure fucking it, seems yeah. like we're living hunky-dory. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, yeah. we are helpless motherfuckers a I lot think, of I us. think about that all the time. I think about it when I can't help my people, not to take it in that direction. I think yeah. about um, that we say to each other all the time down in Nashville, like, you know, how's your day or whatever. Up oh, living a dream because a lot of us are living a dream. But I'm like, Nothing. You know, yeah. I'm one layoff from being like, what am I really doing? I can't empower anyone. Yeah. I don't have any land that I own. I can't, you know, I don't have like a well on my property at least. It's yeah. like really I got all I this got, responsibility and nothing to show for it. Superficial shit. Yeah. So I think you're right, man. I think that the the distance between the person making the trebuchet, the um primeval times experts and t- primeval times layperson, the distance is much smaller now. But also, the difference in our lifestyles is much smaller. Way the guy smaller. working on the Hydron Collider doesn't live any better than I do. Yeah. That's true. That's the thing. But, so that's why, how can we... Yeah, exactly. So what the heck are we doing? But, yeah. but I think but Chris's it, it, point, he's, in, he's probably imbibing else. in the same thing that I'm talking about. Yeah. Not, not, not to discount him. There's yeah. plenty of people that are living yeah. that Renaissance kind of kind of lifestyle that's or whatever. Right. But it, there's a strong chance that the, the cat that's working on the Large Hadron Collider is a specialist, is defined yeah. by that. Even yeah. though that's a very American concept. Well, yeah. I think it's swinging back, man. I think um, people are aware of that to a surprising degree, like this tiny home thing. Yeah, I think something's happening there. And I was talking to a coworker the other day at work that was talking about outside living room. Everybody wants us, like, I'm going to build one of those too. But she had mentioned that she only has one TV in the house and she's not getting another one. We're starting to even see the yeah. saturation mm-hmm. of certain things and we're just organically, if that's the right word, kind of responding to it. All of us were talking about just the other day, we we don't um, participate in as much social media as we should. Yeah. And we're we're sitting here doing a podcast on the regular, mm-hmm. but we ain't heavy on every, yeah. you know. So I think maybe the pendulum is certainly swinging. And it may be swinging in one of those directions that it always swings back and forth through. Yeah. And I think it's the rebirth of uh, intellectualism that intellectualism that has some, I don't know, utilitarian or practical and value. Let me tell you something too. Got so a generation that doesn't. I agree with the, with the idea that maybe the pendulum is swinging backwards because yeah. I I have this weird feeling as I see everyone like on their phones and just glued to them and all this other shit. Like I had this notion. I think it was yesterday. 
And it, like I was in a room where people were just doing that. I was like, you guys are all going to need me one day. And I know that there's people when I'm in a room, like if I'm in the room with like Tyler and you or something like that, I know you two are like, Clue's going to need me one day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's one of these things where yeah. like we're all different levels. We're at, We're all at different levels of this pendulum swinging. Yeah. And like because I do feel like we are swinging back. Yeah. Because all it takes is one little moment. That's right. And it's the motherfuckers that know how to hunt, kill, this, that, that yeah. we look well, down on. Well, I guess left that's behind. what we, we want to know is which, uh, what's the common denominator? Which is the, what's the common level that we're all that a common thing that we're all going through because we all see these dichotomies yes. in different areas of life where we see an obvious difference between you know what we're indulging in and kind of what we're resisting yeah i and think I, the common is denominator is information with, with a lot of well i think it's maybe it's information but i think it's like this impending doom that like something it mm. bad is going to happen and i feel like mm. everyone has this notion that like Either the economy is going to shit the bed, yep. or just something like I like I'd be wrong. I, I can't be the only person that walks yeah. around being like some bad shit's going to happen here. You oh, know, every yeah. year they and, tell us and, that. The, I, I think I think that that's that's been a common theme sure. for for humanity forever. I mean the yep. the idea of Armageddon coming has we've been waiting on that shit for. I mean, it's well, yeah, been a yeah. minute for Armageddon know, supposed right? to happen. Two thousand like, didn't happen, bitch. Yeah, yeah. And, but, <laughs> I mean. Uh, but honestly, uh, fuck, I I really feel like when we're we're trying to, I guess, in any meaningful way, <clears throat> assign somebody the moniker of expert. If we want to put something tangible with it, because we're humans, that's what we want to do. It needs to mean something. It has to absolutely 100% fucking mean something. And the problem is, is that we're the ones that are assigning that shit. And if somebody goes through the work to get a PhD from wherever university in archaeology, but they happen to believe that the earth is 6,000 years old, whether they did what they were supposed to to get their degree or not, there are going to be people lined up to be like, that's my horse. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna hitch my wagon to this cat right here because it reinforces what, what what I'm already believing. It's a shortcut. And and that's mm-hmm. I think and, and I don't know if it's a natural thing if a lot of people walk amongst us that are just genetically predisposed to the same thing that any domesticated species does is kind of look to others and look to humans for social cues yeah. and their brains they don't need as large a brain as a result of it you that don't have to do as much me, individual dude. thinking so are there people that are walking amongst us that are just pre-designated to just like cattle do what they're fucking told yep yeah or yeah. or yep. And, and i'm sure that there are to in, in some capacity or is it possible for um, us to facilitate and empower the individual such that they it, they can wear enough hats where being a discerning consumer of information is just a natural part of their skill set. Mm. Because you don't necessarily ha- have to teach a motherfucker that's a renaissance man or woman to be a discerning consumer of information because if you've already done X, Y, Z 
learned how to do this, 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 and this. That takes a certain degree of like separating myself from what the fuck I'm doing, following yeah. directions, and understanding that there's something bigger than I am. Yes. That I don't know everything. <clears throat> you have to first acknowledge that you don't fucking know everything in order to learn some shit about yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Damn. That's like making me think like I've, I've got to. And for me, because I am somewhat like egocentric, when I get told that I'm the expert, it fucking feels good. But I still hate it at the same time. I like what being I, an expert. Yeah, but Are what you I feel sure? like, I well, like it. I think for me, I don't get told it. But well, for me, I need to say like, no, I'm not. You know, because that is going to keep me wanting more. Like, yeah, I, 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 like I, because yeah. I come from it the camp of extreme ownership, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, it makes me super yeah. uncomfortable to yeah. be called an expert. Like, I, I have to own that part of being like, no, I'm not. I'd I rather just, be yeah. considered a jack of all trades. That's what I well, Being well, a jack yeah. of all trades is the most fulfilling thing to me. Like, when people are like, damn, you know, uh, yeah. you know a lot about a lot of shit. I'm like, yeah, I know a little bit about a lot, you mm-hmm. know? Yes, yeah, right. That's right. I'm, that's me too. I, I quite enjoy that because I, I want to. I want to let people know, you know, mm-hmm. the expert designation is interesting. It's a subjective designation that 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 happens when we witness someone spend a whole lot of energy in an objective exercise. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really and dope way of communicating. Yeah. An objective exercise is impossible because it's singular. You have to be subjectively appealing, that is to say, charismatic, mm-hmm. to even get the opportunity to present this extreme amount of objectivity you've, you've uh, gathered. That's why Bill Nye can do it, because he's charismatic. Oh, yeah. He's good on TV, but he ain't the dopest scientist. He's not even respected by real yeah. scientists. But he could communicate it. So that's the that's the little dance right there. That's why I like to tell people I'm just I'm still trying to get my hacked copy of Diablo to work. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, it was subjective impulse. I want to play games with my buddies on the land. Mm-hmm. But I end up accidentally teaching myself a whole lot about the low levels of the operating system because I'm fucking around with the file system to get this game I couldn't afford. Yeah. And I thought you were going to go that direction when you started off when you were talking about who ends up being the experts. Yeah, I and mean, you said it's the ones that I was like, hmm, I wonder if Clifford's, out the Clifford, if a clue <laughs> is going to go in that, oh, in that Clifford direction. Ass. Oh, Clifford, hey, what up, Cliff? I know. God damn it. But like the more we the more we talk about experts, the more my stupid ass is thinking about like the different like characters and entities in the Star Wars universe and Mm -hmm. how like polar fucking different all these motherfuckers are and Mm -hmm. uh like it sounds like a continuum. When you're talking yeah. about expertise and what yeah. it entails to be an expert, like you can be part of the dark side, yeah. you can be yeah. par- part of the light side of the force. Uh, then you got uh, motherfuckers, especially when we're talking about uh, uh, the continuum of expertise and how it, it starts to fringe out into the abstract. Like, how do you quantify expertise with like Salvador Dali? Like, there's no denying right. that motherfucking Salvador Dali was an expert. Mm-hmm. But, so, but, yeah. But how do you quantify that? How do you convey right. that? And I, I and, don't think that you can convey it or quantify it by having another expert so, say that that's an expert. Because it, to, to, so, to make this connection with, like, light and dark side with Star Wars, if you see the, the lightest... You know, light Jedi meet with the darkest dark Jedi. What do they do? They talk about each other's flaws to each other. 
they say like this is why you're wrong like you're not yeah. doing this right so who yeah, the fuck is cool. an expert anymore it's cool you've got you know you've got uh uh yoda telling like you know darth sidious like you're doing this wrong i think blah, that's blah, why blah. i brought you're up the, ja- the japanese when we first got going because they're they celebrate it very well mm-hmm. you think it's over you think you met met the dopest strongest yeah. ninja and then there's another dimension. Then there's to another it. one up there's there. There's another little. It's no end to it. So they are expert in telling the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In telling those kind of stories. But inside the story, there's all these people who have re- reached different objective limits mm-hmm. and you know perfected things. And it goes on and on and on. Because I think that bigger amalgamation is the actual reality. You know. Could what I mean? you? Could you be an expert if you're the first person to do whatever it is? Yes. Yeah, that, I think that's, I think so. that's, that that's like the, the most rudimentary, rudimentary point with expertise is being the first one to accomplish it. Because somehow those those early math guys, they, they set up things that people kept working on years and years later, yeah. didn't they? So it seems like they, they had a fundamental enough understanding of what arithmetic was, you know, mm. other than being able to solve this equation really, really well, they seem to know that, oh, arithmetic is a practice of these principles. Have at it. Hmm. I won't live long Can enough to Can you imagine being that guy being like, I just threw this grenade and just knowing that it's going to well, be like. Well, it was like, more than one of them. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It seems like that's what expertise is. Well, and to They're me. They're never done. Yeah. It, to me, the more that we talk about it, though, the more expertise, like, if we're going to have any kind of objective discussion on it, has to pertain to hard sciences and quantifiable things. Mm-hmm. Because when you start getting out in, in the ether, like I said, with like things like art, uh, music, that kind of shit, uh, what constitutes an expert is not the same thing. But, you know, numbers... If they ain't gonna lie, man, exactly. like I mean, that's the bottom oh, line. God, with numbers. Art, yeah, and Mona Lisa is a shitty piece of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, said it. Yeah, yeah. sucks. Yeah, but, it's crappy. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. But so when we talk about experts <laughs> in in action, like you got athletes that are experts, that that constitutes art yeah. to me. It, the, that's a subjective interpretation, like. People can argue all day long in barbershops about who uh, was the best boxer of all time, mm-hmm. subjectively interpreted. But you can't sit around and subjectively interpret uh, really profound statistics that have been controlled for like extraneous bullshit and are spread pretty much unanimously throughout an entire scientific community. Yeah. Whenever you talk about expertise in those terms, I think you're you really talk that that's the problematic part. Yeah. yeah. Is it's not problematic for a motherfucker to be like I'm just not feeling Salvador Dali. It is problematic for somebody to deny science yeah. be, because of whatever reason because it doesn't coincide with their social mm-hmm. belief system. You know, I want to also ask, and I know we've talked a little bit about this, but I want to bring it to a, a, a more local level. I'm sure you deal with it in Nashville. We certainly deal with it here. The people who are like restaurant experts, food experts, wine, and all this other kind of stuff. You know, I remember whenever 
uh, winos and what's it called preservation and stuff like that when when they're there. I have a hard time. As much as I like, I, I like it. I guess you know, like <laughs> winos. I in, yeah, I remember wine, like, but when I would go in there, like, I don't really like like what tastes good, and that's almost like. It's almost like a, Do y'all have chocolate chip cookies? Yeah, he's like, y'all got brownies and shit. But like when you it's it's like someone someone could walk in there and just say, like, this is the standard. This is tastes good. It's it's the best. It pairs with this. Mm-hmm. And it's like every other person's taste buds will be like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I found myself buying into that and being like, oh man, you know, someone will be like, oh, this IPA is blah, blah, blah. That guy's a fucking expert. I'll go and try it, and I'll I'll start. Mm-hmm. I'll lie to myself, yep, and say that like, yeah, that's that's good, and I'll be drinking it. But deep down, I'm sitting there like, this tastes like dog piss, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this, man? I've been saying that for a while, and yeah, we do experience it a lot in Nashville because people. There's this hole in the wall thing where people love hole in the walls, yeah, and I think it's for the same reasons we've just thoroughly described. One, um, dang, what did Chris say just a moment ago? Chris said, um. He, he had said it. I lost it. But anyway, I have this situation where I know it's subjective. Mm-hmm. People want to feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. it's an experience. They like holding the walls because they don't like feeling like they're out of place. Yeah. It's not that it's a greasy little uh, grease pit. Yeah. It's that it's not a sophisticated environment that expects you to look or present a little mm-hmm. bit better and you don't you want to go eat you don't want to think of the experience of eating as one where you got to put on a suit coat or something yeah. neither do i but i like execution i like to see that thought was put into things yeah. so i'm having more fun at the sushi place or the ramen place where they've made an artistic and deliberate effort out of serving you food yeah because that's something worth paying for to me mm-hmm. i don't want to go eat something that tastes just like my mom's cooking yeah where it's grease on the wall and they're rude. So I know exactly why I feel the way I feel, and I know why the other people feel the way they feel too. You know what I mean? Hmm. So when we have, it's got it has to have something to do with your local culture too, because I keep bringing up the Japanese, because I think they have a perfect balance of it, where a lot of objective practice and expertise uh, earns you like a subjective sort of designation. You see what I mean? Hmm. Because why do you care about bows and arrows? Remember what Tom Cruise said about the bow and arrow Mm-mm. in the samurai, in the last samurai? No. He's like, man, these people wake up from like sun up to sundown and they're practicing shooting a bow and arrow. They do everything this way. Remember, he got captured by the mm-hmm, Japanese. Mm-hmm. They start to figure yeah, start out why, to they, adopt their, yeah, yeah. why they were the way they were. But that, that's it. it. You could do it about anything. Calligraphy or the sand shit they do. Mm-hmm. They literally practice writing. Because they realize something about the faculties of the human body, biology in our mind. You've got to satisfy both of them. The mind's got to have those practical, pragmatic, or objective things you're going after and repeating to develop the discipline. Mm-hmm. And then the experience of of striking that accord is what the body likes. Yeah. So you got to go back and forth with both of them. I guess I just don't feel like you should, in the... In the act or in the practice, if you want to call it, of like following an expert or believing an expert, yeah. I don't think that you should put yourself in some kind of a disadvantage. Like I see people mean? that will will spend more money than they need to uh-huh. on a place where it's like, I know this person's broke or they're struggling. Like, uh-huh. why would you go and brag about spending all this money on uh-huh. <clears throat> on this, you know, this local this or whatever you want to call it when it's like you like you're 
you're poor. Like not because poor. because <laughs> no know. because of what we just described. Because that's obviously one. I I think it may both things need to be there in balance. But I think the subjective thing is more important. The the feeling a member of the tribe and contributing to that is gotcha. far more important. The reason they go to that restaurant and spend money that they don't have to say I buy local or whatever you yeah. were just describing is the same reason why I, as Mr. Nodal, can't understand why somebody would listen to a fucking preacher eight days out of the month and yeah. nothing. And then you go back home to the projects and the preacher lives over in the dope yeah. suburbs. It's the same reason. Yeah. Exactly. Like There's okay. a portion of our humanity which takes priority. It or at least temporarily and it's i feel better about feeling better than i do about being better because there's no, Dude, there's I, like no yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. better about feeling better than i do about being better yeah, yeah. hey yeah. that that's the theme of, of all this yeah. for yeah. real i think that, that that's, that's the root of it that's like perfect. at least what you were trying to broach because obviously we went down a million rabbit holes when it comes to what constitutes an expert and yeah. like uh ways that we're hoodwinked and bamboozled and stuff but to your end why is it that people feel like they can just flip a middle finger up to yes anybody that seems like they have a modicum mm-hmm. of, of authority i guess because mm-hmm. that's what they're missing what yeah. what what bill and i is missing is the hard science because he got so good at selling it yeah. with his charisma what that expert is on cnn that's just just breaking down climate change that scares all of us people that are able to intellectually digest it. Yeah. What he's missing is, is what T.D. Jakes has. Hmm. Get T.D. Like Jakes it. to start talking about those hard numbers, and yeah. you'll see people doing it. Yeah, and that's mm. the thing, is that the money mm-hmm. goes where there's it, there's an interest in conveying yeah. that idea. Yeah. yeah, I remember one time I was a manager at the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. I kind of fell into it. wouldn't have no business being a manager. I was terrible at it. And I remember that feeling of coming in the building and had all that responsibility and I loved what I did and I loved serving the community and the young people. And But my staff hated me. They're like, oh, here he comes. He's going to make us work. He's going to do all that. And I was like, man, I've never felt there was such a good ego check. Yeah. So I hired someone um, to be the program manager and I couldn't believe how easy she turned that around. Really? Yeah, she cooked niggas food and shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, that's, that's all it, it took. took. All yeah. I had to take was take y'all to dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just taught me something yeah. about what it takes to move and motivate people. Yeah. I had the vision. I saw the shot. I knew what needed to be done. Yeah. And I was on point, but it did not matter. People are still, you know, loping around. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to sweep the, I don't want to sweep the, you know, floor yeah. the kids playing basketball and slipping and busting their head because they don't want to dust my, yeah. you know, it gets slippery. Little things like that. I couldn't get these grown-ups to do anything and I was raised differently from them and it was my community so it felt a little different but brought in a program manager I won't say her name either but she was really celebrated well-known person from WKU and they followed her like sheep and I just sit back and like wow yeah. Like, well, it's amazing what it takes to lead people sometimes. They were on time. They were doing the work. They were doing the chores that I couldn't get them to do. Yeah. So, my, my, my thought was how do you look at some parent and say, you know, you can't explain how that kid got scratched across the face. Mm-hmm. They run around playing all day. Parents pick up their kids and you don't know Because your kid's a dumbass. That's why. <laughs> like, you can't do that because they were just, you know. Yeah. So, but that was enough to motivate me. That yeah. what I thought was a, I guess you could say that was subjective, but it was practical to me. You know, all the real reasons why you have to be really diligent when you're running a youth services center. Because kids get hurt very easily. Yeah. What's that law 
of like the worst thing gonna happen if it could happen. Murphy's law. Yeah. Mur- Dog, we would test that all the time. I promise you, you could take a pocket knife and put it on top of the roof of the building. And <laughs> Someone will get cut. Of, <laughs> the end of the day, a kid would, Mr. Mark, what's this? What's this? I found, I'm like, how the fuck did you get that razor? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it was. So that was enough to motivate me, but it didn't matter, man. Get motherfucking sweet potato pie and they'd be mopping and painting the building for you. Because people are. I don't know why. That's <laughs> awesome. stupid. But well, I learned that back then. Like, okay, knowing what's up ain't enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I will fuck with some sweet potato pie, though. <laughs> like, real tough right now. <laughs> real tough. Oh, my God. Come over to my family's house for Thanksgiving. You fucks with yeah. it? Yeah, my mom. But I'm telling you, my mom. Well, to or, me, it's or, not or like. Short little Nigerian woman. She'll make you feel like you're, you're in the South, man. Well, a sweet potato pie, to me. And then this is like heresy, but it's in the same family as like pumpkin pies mm-hmm. and shit, like flavor profiles and things like that. So I fucks with it. I fucks with it. <laughs> God, that's damn. awesome. That's awesome. All right. I, I love this discussion, by the way. I yeah. really did. And, and like, I just got, like Mark has to keep coming more. Well, and, like, and I yeah. would just like to say that I do not. I do not consider myself an expert on anything Really, like I feel like I'm. Chris is like I'm a sexpert. Well, I can't say that on here. <laughs> you know, you know damn well, I can't say that shit on here. But uh, he's, he's like, right. What? He's right. But <laughs> no, me I, either. I, me either. I, by I, the look, way. I, I legit, for the record, but I'm gonna say something far more arrogant than that. I think I know what expertise is. I don't okay. think I'm yeah, an expert. And, and, I know and, what it is. And that's the thing is that it's a moving target. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. we, we we are better at yeah. recognizing excellence in other people if we're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing excellence and emulating excellence, I think, can be a great thing. I mean, people can go down the wrong path as well. But my thing is, is that I'm, I acknowledge or I'd like to acknowledge that I'm not an expert in a motherfucking thing. I reasonably well have my shit together, yeah. And I have a, a a profession that lends itself to me having certain insights into things, yeah. That perhaps other people might lack, mm. yeah. You know, everything outside of that, every every what really defines me as a human being, uh, is is the weird shit that I know a little bit more about. You know, like what you know. Dog breeds, yeah, uh, mushrooms, uh, stuff. yeah, finding wild mushrooms, culinary stuff, sommelier bullshit, mm-hmm. that that kind of thing. I'm, I feel like I have much more of a grasp. Like there's this, there's that that poetry to it, that that inexplic- inexplicable artistic element to it that I find, and I think following that, I think that that takes you on the path towards. Whatever you want to ultimately become. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that when you're on those kinds of paths, I don't think you ever realistically find a point where you're like, I'm an expert on this shit. Because sure. in many cases, the 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 further I go down a certain path on stuff, the more I figure out that I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. And I just do not know. Like I, I have to I have to retrain myself. Yep. And and to be honest with you, it's liberating. Yeah. It's goddamn liberating. It's challenging. And it's fun for me to see that, you know, as a about 35-year-old man, that I can recognize certain shit about myself and and enact improvement. Yep. Without yep. writing myself fucking checks for excuses on mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, that's that's I, how I, I, I find say. myself saying my my final things is, is that whatever you call it, but that is the space where I get the most fulfillment. The what you just described. Mm-hmm. I stay there. I try to find I don't know what I'll do. I said this on the last time. I don't know what I'll do when I don't find myself there anymore. I don't find like I'll fall apart or whatever or be bored because I do lots of stuff that doesn't involve that state of mind. But for me, because of a strange combination of struggles and things since my childhood, my most fulfilling space for me to be in is what you just described, where I don't know what how this I don't know how to solve this yes. but I know that as soon as I get these right pieces of information I get this crazy like breakthrough yeah. and that's why does the Nintendo screen turn gray yeah. when I turn it on you know what I mean and I, all I've got to do is fiddle with it or whatever whatever that discipline's called tinkering yeah. that's where I like to be at and consequently it's an intellectual inter- exercise it's no different to me than knowing all the people that won the last seven Super Bowls I can't name one of them mm-hmm. Patriots, that's the easy one. I know they want a bunch <laughs> so, yeah, somewhere yeah. in there, right? Yeah. But you get what I mean? Yeah. So if if it's okay to indulge in those things and and know the statistics of your favorite linebacker out of college in 93, I don't know how you recall that. Yeah. But there are more people that can recall that than can explain systems engineering. You get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, it's no difference. Just yeah. I just happen to be very interested in things that are of a philosophical and intellectual, yeah. intellectual, intellectual nature. That's just what I'm interested in. You get yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm not good at chess or nothing. I just sure. happen to like little bitty carved pieces of, yeah. you know, soldiers and shit. The for me, for me, um, I I don't want to be the only thing. Truthfully, 100 true that I want to be an expert at, and I'm not trying to be a cheese ball about it. I'm trying to be an expert at myself. Um, doing this podcast is like made me extremely aware of like a lot of my shortcomings. You know what I'm saying? A yep. lot of the shit that I just yeah. don't know or like that just doesn't Everybody pop into my head. Everybody stays at it says that, man. Yeah, like I just it, it just opens my eyes for a lot of stuff and so like when it, it's it it doesn't feel good when I it, when I hear all oh, clues an expert at something. Yes, my ego says yes. My ego's like hell yeah. But also, like, Joe Rogan said that, huh? and he's also a Leo like you. Is he really? Yeah, and he said that he he finally decided that he just wanted to be a professional him. <laughs> yes. Just saying. That's Are you a cancer? Truth. No. No. Oh, Pisces. Oh, Pisces? Yeah. So check this. My so I, I want to be like, I want yeah, to yes. learn to master. I want to learn to master myself, but what I'm learning is that it is it is a moving target that I will never be able to like attain because I try to keep myself in this constant added like attitude of growth, right? I'm trying to learn something new and I yeah. don't want like you I'll learn myself if I become stagnant. If I become one of the and then I'll turn into one of those people that just says, well that's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? And they use and I and I would use that as an excuse for shitty behavior. Do you see what I'm saying? So when I'm highly critical of myself it makes me want to learn more. And then when I figure this part out, why do I think this, it unlocks another thing. Just like you were saying, when you were trying to figure out a thing with um, solving, uh, uh, trying to crack Diablo, you learned a bunch of stuff about the rest of your system. Yep. That's what I like now. And so like, there's, there's these random things where I would be, for, for a while, I would think of myself as like an expert with like 
crowds. Like I would love being in crowds. Okay. Like around people and just schmoozing. And oh, Johnny Carson. Pretty ass. much. Pretty much. But like, for example, last night. Arsenio Tall. Yeah. Arsenio <laughs> Tall. <laughs> but for example, oh, last no. night, my wife went to work and it's like, okay, there's an opportunity to go out and just like be around people. But like, I did one, like, I went and bought my, bought cleaning supplies and shit like that, and I did one lap around Bowling Green, just to look, <laughs> and then I went back home. That was it. He likes to watch. No, no, I just did, I was just like, this town's weird. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was that Kaloo, man, you've always been that way. I don't know, um, again, I'm not going to say for, I think it's because you're a Leo. I know yeah. nobody wants to hear that on the Salumas, but, <laughs> man, we the were The stars young, don't define me. Clue would be wanting, yeah, business ideas. He's always industrious. I'd be hustling her up to something. I'd be like, yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah. But Clue always had this bent where he wanted to serve, use the energy of his person to serve a bigger, larger body of people. Mm-hmm. And if you read the Leo's description, it's that they're made to be on the stage. Mm-hmm. And they it sometimes plagues them. J-Lo's a good example of a plague Leo. Can't can't stay still, you know, yeah. can't stay married. She's too big, her heart's too big. She, it's not enough to be in isolation. She's got to reach a crowd of people. And that's just how they are. And that's how lions move, you know what I mean? Even in their chilling, they still are like, a whole pride, you know what I yeah. mean? They're social in a way, but they have to be um, instrumental in that social structure that they're a part of. And sorry, I'm taking away your no, final no, thoughts no, no, from no, you. No, but, you're fine. But you've always been like that. I remember we were talking about doing something. I forget what it was. It's going to make money. Some little thing. And you wanted to do some like a community garden. Or something. I think you ended up doing a community yeah. garden. No, I what did. I, it was like uh, the I, lettuce help idea, like the gro- like grocery hauling. Just the before whole. That. It was before that. That was your business. It was at that same time, but yeah. you were working. You were doing something for the community. Yeah. And I was like, you ended up getting that off the ground. I was yeah. anyway. I was just surprised that you had that much energy to going out. Mm-hmm. Where as an introvert, I have to recharge, and I'm trying to find a way to get enough guap coming in. So I don't have to go out in the world to survive. Yeah. So I can stay in my and then come out when I got the energy, then go back in my shell. And, come, mm-hmm. and so you've always been that way, man. I hope <laughs> you keep on doing it too. Yeah. Because you make yourself a professional Kalu. That's and then what I you're just be. being yourself. Yes. And only people that are extroverted with that amount of uh energy can get away with it. I can't get it, I can't do that. It's all I can do to talk to motherfuckers for six hours a day. And I'm done. I'm like. Yeah, like exhausted. I gotta mm-hmm. go recharge. So I've got. I just have to figure out a way to become a per- professional me, and then obviously be able to buy stupid shit. Like that's the other. That's the other thing. You know, Joe Rogan has obviously figured it out. You know, and he's learned that by bringing people on and talking to them and doing that kind of stuff. Last time I heard, it was seventy k per episode. Jesus fucking ad revenue. That's per no. per episode. Yeah, for, we need we need to jump on some minutes. ad revenue. I'm sure he's cleared 100k. That was oh, way God, before he, yeah. he restructured. Since the last time I heard that that it um um Red Band was still on the show. That's yeah, how long yeah. ago it was. So I don't know if you're heavy follower yep. of Joe Rogan, but um so I know he's way past that now. And that that 70 to 100k is for 15 minutes. It's he restructured. It used to be mm-hmm. that was what he made per episode. Now it's that per 15 minutes. So he does his commercials right at the beginning. Yeah. He just talks for 15 minutes and all his sponsors. Yeah. It'd be Dollar Shave Club, yeah. all the cool yeah. the startups and stuff. Um, green Athletic Greens. Y'all heard of Athletic Greens? No, some I shit, heard It's some that shit one. y'all would like. Yeah. But anyway, 
That's what that's, that's what that's what you get you man. I I I just want free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but uh, I I want to wrap up with uh, one last thing. Uh, it's if you guys saw on our social, I made a post. It was uh, deck the halls. It was fucking funny. I love that one. But uh, for this Christmas season, I do want us to be able to help people in the community somehow. Help out some families like me and my family. We've we've decided that we are going to take care of some people for Christmas this year. So, you know, I will, you know, I'll of course get my, my stepdaughter, like, you know, a couple gifts and stuff like that. But my wife and I largely want to be able to help people out. And I think I, I caught the bug whenever my, my mom's refrigerator, like literally caught fire a couple weeks ago. And like, I went and I took her to Lowe's and, Bought a nice refrigerator and stuff like that. I didn't think that they were that expensive these days, but like, man, they can get kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But but killer ones are like nine hundred bucks. Yeah. So I got so you this, don't have this to. one. This one was it was like twelve hundred bucks. Oh, but, you get a killer. But the fact that like the fact that I was able to do that, it, it felt so good, dude. Like, so of course, you mean being able you want to do a Salumas thing this fall? This holiday yeah, yeah. Season? I want us okay. to be able to Count figure something and just just find some people and like help them out. You know what I'm saying? And and yep. just however however we can, I just want to be able to Man, do something cool. So uh, and then you know it's getting cold. Uh, Bowling Green, Nashville, both have a, a pretty uh, strong homeless population. Yes, yes. Yeah. And let me just say that that socks mm-hmm. are like gold. A lot of yep. times people want to donate like hygiene supplies and shit yeah, like yeah. that. And you really you think about how like pretentious that shit is. Like yeah. that's the most. You go. It sure if, is. If yeah. you go on to one of these encampments, like the the two, last thing they're gonna like. Oh, that shit. But is all that does lead aside. to you know, cold doesn't make you sick. Germs make you sick. Right, but that that is the least of their concerns when they sleeping outside. And sure, shit, you sure. know. But socks are like gold. So okay. if if motherfuckers want to even uh, if you want to contribute, buy some socks, man. Buy yeah. some uh. Large, mm-hmm. fuck, I don't know. Do we still have that big hosiery mill around here? What is it? The what? Uh, the hosiery mill south. Oh, of I here? don't know. Okay, but if you want to uh, do that, get in contact with us. Absolutely, I'll make sure that they get uh, uh, plenty of people that Perfect. need them. Um, I don't. My program it doesn't do outreach mm-hmm. specifically, but uh, I work with a gentleman whose program does, and yeah. I also help out with that program, and I'll see to it that they get to the right place. Yeah, and just so you guys know, we don't have, like, some big staff doing this. It's just, like, you know, two and three of us. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. just, like, we just give a shit. That's all it is. You know, there's there's nothing to it. You, you don't have to have some crazy strategy. You just have to give a shit. Oh, and, and if empty you go, bowls is coming up. Yes, again, that too. is. That's going to be fun too. I can't wait. But if there is a opportunity for us to be able to help out, please just, or for, for you to be able to help out. If you feel like you want to try and do something like come work with us, let's, let's try and figure something out. Let's, let's make some kind of a change or let's do something good. You know, it's Christmas time. They're going to, or just the holiday season. Yes, I get it. This economy runs off of the holiday season. That's where all the buying and shit like that happens. But let's just try to like throw a little bit of cheddar at like helping other people. Man, it feels fucking good to yeah, help people food, out. Food, uh, you know, dry goods. Yeah, gift certificates. Just time. Gift like, give someone a ride somewhere. You fucking know what I'm um, socks, like I yeah. said, gloves. 
hand warmers, yep, any yep. of that kind of shit. So there, if you go to our website, you will see it. Uh, I'm not 100% done with it, but it will be done by the time this episode is up. You'll go to www.thesalumist.com slash deck the halls. And uh, we're going to do some fun shit. There's going to be a spot for you to donate. There's going to be all sorts of stuff for you to be able to do um, in time. But yeah, at the end of the day, we just want to help people out. So we'd love for you to jump on with uh, jump on that with us. Uh, that's going to be it, guys. You guys know where to follow us. Go to Facebook uh, and type in the Salumas podcast. Go to Instagram. That's at the Salumas podcast. Go to our website, www.thesalumas.com. Add slash podcast if you want to be able to hear all of our different episodes and stuff. I hope you guys like this one. Mark, thank you. I don't you. give a fuck if y'all like this. Yeah, Look, yeah I'm I really with don't. It. I mean, I'm I feel, with it, shit. Yeah, you so know what? Like, enough of this, Kalu. This, <laughs> this felt good. Enough. Just, <laughs> stop caring about people. No, but this like this was for us. Yeah, this it, it really did. Get that out, man. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm I'm totally keeping that. Uh, but it felt good to to break this topic down, and uh, I only see more and more good shit coming from us. So uh, enjoy it. Whip all the ass this week. Do something special today. Uh, if if today's date you're listening, just do something fucking awesome, man. So on that, we are out. Peace.